0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Cape Sports Now, Cape Cod Times. Uh, now, with this is our fourth episode uh, covering all the local high school sports scene. We had a brief hiatus. We were not canned, as far as I know. <laughs> we're very happy to be back. I'm Matt Goisman, alongside Steve Durdarian. It is Monday, April 2nd. If you celebrated Passover or Easter or some other holiday over the weekend, hope it was lovely for you and whoever you celebrated it with. And the preseason, Steve, it's finally over. We finally get to play some, see some actual games played.
1: Well, sort of, until I woke well, up this yeah. morning and saw snow on the ground. Indeed. So. <laughs> there
0: are very few games being played actually today. If you happen to be going to Barnstable for the boys' volleyball match against Taunton, come say hi to me. I'll have a big lanyard on so you might be able to recognize me. <laughs> um, you know, that's. I think there's maybe a couple of games, but mostly today is going to be a pretty light day. But hopefully this lets up. It is getting warmer no matter what all this snow says, contrary to that. And pretty soon we will be right in the thick of it.
1: Yeah, we had some promising weather last week. You know, it was still chilly, typical for New England, but we did have some games last Absolutely. week. And or you know, it's it's interesting when you go cover a game Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, you jump right back into scrimmages. You're almost in that kind of flux state. Mm-hmm. But hopefully soon this snow will clear up and we'll actually get in some games this week.
0: What uh what did you see last week that, that you liked?
1: So the first game I covered last week was Sturgesy's softball. This mm-hmm. is a team that fell two wins short of the playoffs last yep. year. And I was really impressed with Sturgesy's pitcher, Gabby McKinnon. You know, it was a cold day. It's going to be a hard day to hit to get the ball out of the infield. But she was really able to mix speeds. I, they, I should back up. They played mash and They did win 10-4. Mm-hmm. She was able to mix speeds, keep pitches low, even starting pitches with change-ups, which is what a very you know smart, very advanced pitcher does. And she was actually able to, after dropping a pop fly in the first inning, she actually came up in the bottom of the first and hit one over the center fielder. She said it was clearly the deepest ball hit all day, and really got them on track. So a nice start for Sturgis East. Uh, they seem to play nice and relaxed, and uh, this is a team I think they keep it up can definitely make a playoff run this year. Mm-hmm.
0: I uh, looking ahead, you know, you, I figure we can't cover every game mm-hmm. that's going to be happening this week. So I kind of the way I envision this is maybe we each pick a game or two we like on any given day this week. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Today, one of the only games we know that's happening is Barnstable Boys Volleyball. This is a program that usually makes the playoffs, but did not make the playoffs last year. You know, I got to glance at them during preseason a little bit. They got some height, and they have a lot of enthusiasm. It's a question of can they put it all together. You know, Mary, the coach Mary Lou Robles told me that team really wants to be good, and we'll see how good they can actually get.
1: Yeah, the big thing is going to be leadership. You know, when you lose, was it seven seniors, Mm -hmm. including you know your six foot four guy Kosyan Andrinko, and your center Matt Teague? There's going to have to be a new you know one two combo to kind of set that up. Absolutely, I believe Philip Tonio is one of the only returning you know key players. Um, You know, just looking from that team, who do you think is going to really step up and be a leader this year? Honestly, I think it remains to be seen. I think this is this is a team where the starting lineup
0: could fluctuate a little bit in the first few weeks, Um, and You know, the boys' volleyball program at Barnstable, it unfortunately always plays a little bit in the shadow of the girls' program Mm -hmm. that is probably the best program in the state, you Mm -hmm. know, across. You know, it doesn't win every year, but it wins almost every year. So, Mm -hmm. Um, And boys' volleyball is also a little complicated because there aren't divisions. There are just the four sections. There's the north, the south, Mm -hmm. the central, and the west, and that's it. So you will play teams – from schools of very different levels of, like, enrollment. Mm -hmm. You will not necessarily be very familiar with the teams, and you'll see, like, vastly different levels of competition based on Mm -hmm. how big the schools are. So boys' volleyball season is always kind of a a wild ride. And for Barnstable, it's all off Cape because there are no other boys' volleyball programs around here.
1: Right. So, again, Barnstable Volleyball opens up tonight, 5.30 p.m. against Taunton. They'll be at home. And again, I believe that's probably going to be the only thing that's going to be played. So why don't we look forward to Tuesday, to some of the things we got
0: here. You know, you mentioned Nashby Softball. They always, you know, they play Falmouth uh, on Tuesday. These were not close games. They play a pair of games last year. Uh, Falmouth won 14-6 and 13-1. I think Falmouth is probably the stronger team. I'm really looking forward to seeing what junior pitcher Molly Bruce can do this year. She is... Been really good. She's been a starter, despite you know being an underclassman. I expect her to keep getting better, and you know maybe this is finally the year where say she's she wasn't an ACL All Star last year, but maybe it finally happens for her this year. Um, Mashpee, you know you saw them once already. That's a team that made the playoffs last year and really kind of came on strong at the end to do so. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how how much farther along they can get in this season.
1: The thing with Mashby is Maddie Souza, you know, she did settle down and pitch better as the game went along, but she's also working with a seventh-grade catcher, and Mm -hmm. and that takes a lot of experience. You know, they had George Spelzer last year who was a senior captain, was really a leader out there on the team. So, you know, Coach Alexis Dress has a lot of hope and trust in a seventh-grader to be a catcher, but there's going to be, again, some growing pains. You know, there were a lot of throws that went behind the runners that got wild. A lot of just misplays, dropping the ball and throws home. You know, mistakes like that are going to happen. But you know, perhaps this turns into a great six-year player who can who can Could really be. leave a legacy. But you got to start somewhere, right?
0: Yeah, it's you know, Falmouth and Mashpee are the schools because of the different enrollment sizes. You have things like that where Mashpee really has to rely on underclassmen even at the varsity level, whereas Falmouth can rely more on right. at least high schoolers to fill out its roster.
1: Mm-hmm. Speaking of Terrest, her younger sister, Molly Terrest and Monomoy get started at 4 p.m. Tuesday, again, weather assuming. They mm-hmm. play Sturgis West at 4 p.m. Tuesday at Lopes Field in Hyannis. I got a chance to talk to Molly, actually, because she was watching her older sister you mm-hmm. know, manage massively the other day. And, you know She's really excited for this season. You know, I saw a little bit of their scrimmage against Nosset. They looked really strong, yep. as they do always. It's just a, a great program. Stacey and all coach, runs a great program. And, um, you know, looking to the other Cape and Islands Island League champions last year, yep. you know, they made it pretty far into the Division Four uh, South tournament, and I think they can do the same again this year. I think it's D4 is a 3 in softball? I believe they were D4. Yeah, whatever. Again. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they're Division Four. But okay. if I'm wrong, then... You're right, Whatever. The yeah, sure there's like yeah. one division. We can have a whole separate show about divisions.
0: Football, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, obviously, we've talked about uh Cherist already in in previous episodes. Definitely a player to watch. Definitely a player that wants to play. I think D1 softball, and you know she was a softball pre factory preseason All American. Yeah.
1: So, um. And she plays year-round, I mean, and some of the best players do, and that's kind of what you have to do there.
0: You know, and she plays – she goes to tournaments and showcases all over the country. Um, so, you know, switching over to baseball, Bourne, they host a Poniquet on uh, Wednesday. Bourne is usually a very strong baseball program. A Poniquet is a big, big South Coast Conference rival in most sports. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bourne – lost 2-1 in 10 innings in the D3 South quarterfinals last year, and I'm certain that that still stings for the returning players. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, that is another team that traditionally is very strong in the spring in baseball and it will be really interesting to see, you know, where they're at this year.
1: Yeah, it's always good to see sort of a rivalry or some kind of meaning in that first game. It's Mm -hmm. not just a, a random matchup. You know, you want, you want to build some excitement. You know, hopefully you want people to turn out even though it's still cold <laughs> and definitely. whatnot. But, you know, it, it, it gives you – it kind of sets the tone for the season, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, hey, where do we go from here after this game? I think the benefit of playing
0: in some of these larger conferences is there are fewer games that you can really give away. You know, I, if you play in the Cape and Islands League or the South Coast Conference, you will play a lot of games mm-hmm. against league opponents. Right. And that means most of the season really has meaning. If you're sandwich and you play Plymouth, mm-hmm. you want to win that game, but that doesn't have the same weight right. as immediately getting into conference play. Right.
1: So we did have some baseball this past week too, though. Mm-hmm. And speaking of rivalries, we had Sturgis-West versus Sturgis-East yep. pick us off Thursday. They West ended up did, winning yeah. that game, yeah, 9-3. to Nice game from um, uh, Jonathan Cloutier, uh, mm-hmm. complete, game, complete game three hitter. He also reached base three times, scored twice. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Avis, Johnny Nunes, he's with two hits and two runs apiece. You know, it's going to be, you know, great performance from West, but it's going to be a real challenge for East last year. Made a nice playoff run mm-hmm. 1.110 in a row, you yeah. know, last year. Huh. Uh, but they graduated their senior pitcher, Alden Hackler. And, you know, again, even though it's, a, you know, not the best start for them, they broke off 10 wins last year. There's nothing saying they can't do the same again this year. Absolutely. The team gets hot and, uh, Starts pitching well, starts hitting well, and anything can happen. Sure. Turning over to lacrosse, on Thursday,
0: Falmouth Academy is playing Sturgis East at Simpkins Field in South Yarmouth. is girls lacrosse. Falmouth Academy, it's always fun to watch Jane Early play. And she's mm-hmm. a really, really fun girls lacrosse player to watch. You know, She's the school leader in scoring. She could have gone to BC and in the end decided to go D3 and go to a Middlebury where one of her teammates – is uh you know in various sports is already at the school and eliza van voris i'm i always enjoy watching that team play they're very well coached. sarah knowles does a really great job with her players mm-hmm. uh, and it'll be you know they always go pretty deep in the playoffs and i you know it'd be nice to see them get off start off strong with a nice league win
1: yeah I mean I've talked to the coaches not just uh, Sarah but I've talked to Gus who coaches the girls mm-hmm. basketball team he just says you know the the players that he's had the last couple of years just make his job so much easier yep. you know he has high expectations for them and everything but you know there's their work ethic and, and their ability to you know really bring it every day and, and build up that program create that expectation you know it does put fear in other, te- in other teams, knowing. Oh man, we got to go play Falmouth Academy today. Yeah. And when you can just have that impression before even stepping onto the field, mm-hmm. you know you got something special. I mean, early. What you're talking about about the adaptability. Talked to yeah. Gus
0: Adams. I talked to a girl soccer coach a lot. And early won the Cape and Islands League MVP in soccer for the first time in the mm-hmm. fall. I mean, she's Falmouth Academy is really good at producing. Kids who can adapt to multiple different sports. You know, Van mm-hmm. Morris was a three sporter early is a three sporter. Kendall Currents right. is a two sporter who probably could play lacrosse if she wanted right. to, but I think
1: she just focuses on AAU stuff in the yeah. spring. So and goal scorers are going <laughs> to are going to get their goals. You know, yeah. this this past week, Falmouth Academy, Mashpee, Nantucket, and Sandwich all winners in their opener. Mm-hmm. You know, I covered Mashpee versus Sturgis West on Friday, and Tara Palermo, another exceptional player. Holds who like actually multiple got multiple records yeah. in Matchby? What was interesting about that game is she didn't get the greatest to start. Um, she did score uh, the team's second goal, but Sturgis West, you know, they went on their first possession and scored. Mm-hmm. They had a 3 2 lead. Or, excuse me, they tied it at 3 3. Late in the game, Matchby called the timeout, and mm-hmm. then Palermo really took over, took her team on an eight goal scoring run, and that pretty much wrote the book on things. But sure. finishing with nine goals and an assist on that day. Nice uh, compliment with her was Shiloh Hendricks actually kicked in yeah. four goals. Both of them had nice feeds to each other for goals as well. So it's not just Palermo who can work with that team and other senior Shyla Hendricks and Brooke Bridges really good on draw control. So mm-hmm. Mashby's got a nice you know three-headed dragon um, you know up front there, but really their their uh, challenge is going to be their young defense. A lot of eighth graders and freshmen back there. So as good as the offense is, that defense is going to have to do just work just as hard to keep up and, and make sure that. Mash beacon, get ahead and stay ahead. Sure. Looking to the weekend, what are you looking forward to? So this weekend, I have them right here. Uh, <laughs> we got a whole bunch of games here. I'm really interested to see the St. John Paul two girls. You know, they gave F- uh, Founta Academy a solid they run did. last year. They were the only team that really challenged yep. the Mariners. They're supposed to open Tuesday against Sergis West over at Sandwich Pop Warner Field. They do lose Casey Sullivan, who now plays at Mass Maritime, mm-hmm. along with a couple other key players, Mackenzie Carbone and uh, Kylam Cape you know their junior goalie Maggie Buckley is back so that's always nice to have a goalie with experience mm-hmm. and Victoria Butler you know will be one of those players who she had a good she had a few good games last year but they're going to have to rely on some other players to you know kick in some scoring as well so we'll see who rises there but that's obviously been a good program you know in the few years they've had that going
0: Butler is also coming off a really strong i thought uh, girls basketball mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. in the winter I, I really liked the way she played she's very quick she's very feisty I can see her taking that same skills that made her a really good defender uh, in basketball and just converting it very easily over to girls lacrosse. Right.
1: Another game I'm looking forward to, Sam Garassi, who in her opener scored mm-hmm. nine goals and a 16-7 win over Plymouth North. Sam, which takes on Abbott right here. They host <laughs> Falmouth at uh, 4 p.m. Thursday. Yep. So Falmouth is another interesting team, you know, in the ACL. You know, they went 14-3 and last year. It was the most wins in program history. It was the first time they shared for the Atlantic Coast League title. Yep. Um, they lost Old Rochester in the quarterfinals, but uh, they got back seniors Rachel Curtis and Kyler Rosato, and uh, you know junior Quinn O'Rourke will also be key um, for them. So they lose a few players, but I think that's a team that can make another run at things. Definitely, um,
0: you know, I Friday what
1: I'm really looking forward to is baseball. Barnstable at Dennis
0: Yarmouth, you know, these are local rivals. They whenever they play in any sport, it is usually pretty heated and uh, intense barstable was very good last year uh you know they went fairly deep in the d1 play south playoffs which is not easy to do because there are a lot of really strong teams in d1 south in baseball uh you know it's ryan proto's team we've talked about him before Mm -hmm. he's uh, you know he's their catcher he is a d1 commit he's going you know he intends to go to umass lowell um and dy is always a team that that is usually pretty strong in baseball they have been a playoff team in the past. I remember talking to some of them in the fall, I think, after a football game, just running into them in the halls, and they were very confident that this will be a good year for them. So I I always look forward to Barnstable DY games, and this is at DY.
1: Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing Barnstable play today. Unfortunately, um, their game at Sandwich at 4 p.m. was, I guess, snowed out, postponed, whatever (laughs) you want to call it. They're going to play at 11 a.m. Saturday, and that's actually going to be the culmination of a uh three game stretch for them. So they actually open now at Dartmouth on Thursday. They have that game Friday against DY mm-hmm. and then they play at Sandwich on Saturday. And I believe then that next Monday they go play Sandwich again. So four games and five you know four games in five days. It's gonna be an interesting stretch for new head coach Mark Bonavita. And, yeah, absolutely. You know they were really excited to get out there and scrimmage Saturday at Nosset. They played Sunapee New Hampshire. Unfortunately I couldn't stick around for that. They had the late scrimmage But, you know, they're just excited to be outside, and I think the players are really ready for some live game action.
0: I remember talking to their head coach, and he said, you know, pitching is one of the biggest concerns. They return, like the combined pitching of returning players from last year, it totals less than 10 total innings. So this will be a very big early test of their bullpen, of Mm -hmm. their, you know, pitching rotation. You know, can they get – for good performances in five days, you mm-hmm. know, where maybe they'll be able to throw one, the guy on Monday that through Thursday, but in general, they're going to have to use new pitchers each day.
1: Well, I think their problem is going to be last year, you know, they could fall into deficits, but they'd have guys like Jack Kennedy yeah. in the middle of the order who could really bail them out and get them you know, key runs mm-hmm. and recover from that. Now it's going to be, you know, yes, Proto has a good bat, but there's going to have to be some other guys again who they may not be able to hit the ball, you know, 300 feet, but yep. getting on base, drawing walks, drawing out counts. It's always big. I saw that Saturday during the Nasset scrimmages. It's a cold day to hit, first of all. and sure. Kudos to any of the guys who went without sleeves, without batting gloves. They're tougher <laughs> than I would have been. But, you know, a lot of them were taking counts, you know, seeing first pitch strikes, trying to draw walks. That's kind of what you have to do in high school baseball is mm-hmm. is march those pitch counts high and, and chase that starter as early as possible. And then try to steal. I mean, I know
0: that, that... – their coach already really believes the team has speed, and they had some speed last year, too. So this could be a small ball team as opposed to last year where they could
1: steal plenty, but they also had some real, like, mashers in the middle of the lineup. Okay. Uh, a couple other games of note. So St. John Paul II is supposed to open tomorrow against Cape Tech. Again, weather. We know McKeon Park with yep. weather can can sometimes knock that out for a week or so. But regardless, they're supposed to open up hosting Cape Tech at 4 p.m. Tuesday. That'll be the debut for SGP coach Ryan Soares. I know yep. you spent some time with that team. I believe Absolutely. a couple weeks ago. Yep. Just what what's your impression you get with that team?
0: Saint John Paul has a program. You know, Mark Santos ran that team for I think I think 2010 to 2017, so eight straight years. He turned it into a very well-run, well-kind of oiled machine that is very that where the players. All know what they're doing for the most part. It soar's a very, very good player out of Harwich. Probably, I didn't go there, but I would guess most people would say probably one of the best athletes to come out of there. He was great in soccer and basketball. He went on to play D1 baseball and got drafted. You know, He played minor league ball for a couple of years and semi-pro ball for a couple more, or you know, independent league uh, baseball for a couple more years. And he's already starting to put some very – technical stuff into his training you know i was there for like the third day of practice and he's already working with them on if you're going to steal a bag here's how you return if they throw over uh if you're going to just try to draw throws and you're not really a stealing threat here's how you return to first Mm -hmm. base so he's really trying to get this team going very quickly uh and seems to be having some some success obviously devin harris harrison the pitcher is gonna kind of be their ace and We'll see how far he can uh, sort of take the team, but the pitching staff is going
1: to really rely on him. Yeah, it should be a team I think can run the tables in the Cape and Islands League if they get to a good start. Probably. Uh, another another interesting matchup, I believe, this is Wednesday in baseball, is D.Y. is at Falmouth. You know, Falmouth is senior year for catcher Gates Keller. a Really, really smart baseball player and a leader in there. Son of the head coach. Of course. Um, and point to his coach's alma mater kind of accidentally. <laughs> yeah. And so the big thing for Falmouth, you know, they lose Nick Cooey, a couple other pitchers, yeah. Drew Bolle, Uh But senior Matt man, I'm interested to see him pitch this year, senior righty. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a workhorse for them last year, you know, for you know multiple games, was able to step in and pitch quality innings. He's going to have to be their leader. And, you know, we'll see who else can kind of step up for Falmouth this year. For sure. Working with a good catcher, though, certainly goes a long way with it. Yeah, that. and Gates is very,
0: you know, by his senior year, I've talked to him a few times. He plays football. He is very confident and very kind of he understands his role now and i think he is very much ready to continue leading the team because i think he's been a
1: leader in various ways for several for a couple of seasons now right moving to boys lacrosse a little bit so we get to that good start from the nantucket boys they were 16 to 2 winner over Sturgis west four goals from chance pollock Mm -hmm. they actually opened thursday um with a 14-3 win over monomoy so already 30 goals a very high-powered Nantucket team, almost remnants of their hockey team a year ago. Absolutely. Put a lot of a
0: lot of, a lot of, goals And in. their lacrosse team was pretty good and pretty high-scoring last spring as well, so this is not out of the ordinary for the Whalers.
1: Mm-hmm. Sandwich Boys also notched a 12-5 win over Norwell to open their season. Uh, C.J. Whiteburn, Cam Loke, three, three goals apiece. Mm-hmm. Really solid performance. Peyton Goodwin, 12 saves, only giving up five goals, you know. You get a goalie who can keep a low-scoring game, and all you need is a few to get ahead. And that's a goalie, you know, like we mentioned before. You get ahead, stay ahead. Mm -hmm. And that that can be big in lacrosse. Sure. I'm also looking forward to, on Saturday, uh, in boys lacrosse, Monomoy
0: playing searches west at Simpkins Field, South Yarmouth. New coach, John Kent. Monomoy is a very young lacrosse program. I think last year was its first year as a varsity program. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the trick with, I think, young programs is to expect the team to improve, set and set goals you know good goals that are both lofty but also achievable and we'll see where he can take this
1: program right and another team i'm actually interested to see is born the cross they were supposed to open hosting upper cape today at 3:30 i mm-hmm. we haven't heard from that game at all but you know this is a team that 15 and 5 last year they're really impressive Absolutely. they lose their senior jake gerard who's a 200 plus goal scorer he's now playing at wentworth but they have a lot of guys back, senior captains, Kyle Fortune, Emery Dunbar, you're, you know, strong in the midfield. Mm-hmm. They also have their goalie back, Marshall Garvey. And Max Hess is a guy, we saw him in hockey, have a real good season. He's a guy who can put the ball in the net uh, consistently. So we should be see a good performance from Bourne this year. They don't play today. They're at Hull, I believe, on Wednesday, and that will be a big challenge for them. Hull's been one of those teams kind of mm-hmm. up in the, uh, you know, south of Boston who can, who can really <laughs> make a run at things every year. So – Hull is always
0: one of those teams that they are either they either get rolled by Cape teams they play, and this is in various sports, mm-hmm. court, or they surprise everybody and kind of either make it really close or even win. So Hull is a team you never want to – is a school you don't want to overlook.
1: Right. Um, and then also Barnstable opens against New Bedford on Wednesday. You know, big story for the Red Raiders is, you know, who will replace Nate Malone? I was able to see them scrimmage against Nossett. Jack Needham and Michael Bridges got first-team reps during that preseason scrimmage. But it's going to be a tall task, no doubt. He was a really good player, and him and his brother, you know, really kind of cemented their legacy as a Barnesville boys lacrosse program. Gotcha. Um, what else should we get to? We already got to volleyball. Uh, let's get a little bit to track. You know, that season's supposed to start. It was supposed to start today again. <laughs> Mon and Sturge is supposed to be at Sacred Heart. You know, that might not happen today. But, um Tomorrow, oh, it actually should be interesting. Let's see here. I had it written down. Oh yes, D. Y. is at Found with uh, tomorrow. Now we'll get our first look at uh, Tiana uh, Basie. Yes, you know, fifth last year in the discus at all
0: states, eleventh in the shot put. State champion uh, in I believe the shot put in indoor this past winter, mm-hmm. or, or division champion. It's. It's complicated how track is broken up in this right,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's tough when it's uh it's cold weather conditions like that. there's a lot of standing around, there's a lot of waiting and yes. especially when you're a thrower, you kind of just have to do what you can to stay loose and just and just grind through and and you know she's had she's a junior now, she's had experience with this mm-hmm. and it just you know should be interesting to see how far she can go this year. Got anything else? Um, golf again was supposed to start this week and who even knows what the golf course is yeah. <laughs> We're letting them on there and what whatnot. Um supposed to get going Tuesday with Barnstable playing Nosset, Found with hosting Cardinal Spell- Spellman and Monomoy hosting Silver Lake. But we'll see. I, I I made a note here, it was interesting last year where they had the inaugural Cape and Islands League, you know, girls golf tournament. Yep. And it was really cool to see, and hopefully that you know continues to grow the sport. Christina Timmy won that for SJP and yep. she played for the boys' team this past year. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to be a player to watch, and we'll see you know how far she can go, if she can defend her title. But uh, just seeing that yesterday, I was actually watching some LPGA tournament, and they went three or four playoff holes, and it was really thrilling to see three players just keep going at it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the sport needs is that kind of thrilling finish. Sure. And can't forget sailing either. You know, <laughs> um, you know, sailing's supposed to get going tomorrow. Sturgis visiting Monomoy and not competing against Bishop Stang in New Bedford. There's actually a cool story, so we'll be following up on this. But um, Alice Pennergast from Falmouth is actually able to raise two thousand dollars this past offseason. Mm-hmm. It was a conjoined, It was a combined effort with the Falmouth you know school and program. They're able to raise two thousand dollars for a program that really needs new equipment and is trying to grow and, and bring it up to the level that. You know, it can be at other levels of the state. So just cool to see that student initiative to Absolutely. to help out that program. Sailing is an expensive sport. requires a lot of equipment and needs to be updated quickly. So that's a story we'll be looking into. Um, and for more of that, you know, be looking for com slash sports and pick up the paper. Absolutely, please. <laughs> it's always the best way to, you know, stay local. All right. So, um, you know, should anything we, else? I think that's it. Should we wrap it up? We should wrap it up. This has been Cape Sports Now. Uh, For more on both of us, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. My handle is at Steve underscore Duderian, that's D-E-R-D-E-R-I-A-N. And uh, you can find me at at Matt Goisman, uh, I'm
0: sorry, at Matt Goisman, (laughs) C-C-T. Don't even know my own Twitter anymore. It's M-A-T-T-G-O-I-S-M-A-N-C-C-T as in Cape Cod Times.
1: All right. That just about wraps it up. We'll be back next Monday for episode five. Absolutely. Happy, Happy birthday, Mom.